Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. Hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. It's Chanel here, and this week we're doing an interview with Lamaria, who is a world traveler that is currently in Colombia. So welcome, Lamaria. Thank you, Janelle. Thank you for having me. Yes, so tell us a bit about yourself, especially for those that may not know a lot about your background. Like, what do you do? How does it tie in with travel? And like, how did you end up in Colombia? Um, so yeah, my name is Lamaria, and... I'm still kind of trying to figure out what exactly I do. I'm definitely a multi-hyphenate creative artist. Um, being I, in the summer, I teach kids at the Freedom School, the Black Lives Matter Freedom School. Um, and then I also teach outdoor education in the summer. And then throughout the year, I'm a playwright. So I write plays and I serve on the side and make money. Um, I make pottery, so I just do a bunch of different things. But right now, I'm really focused on content creation for like travel YouTube and travel blogging and all that kind of stuff. And how did I get to Colombia? Um, I'm not really sure. I spent the year last year overseas and had to come back. And I knew that in 2021, I wanted to head back overseas again. And I had my eyes set on Mexico because I seen I saw so many people in Mexico, and then probably like two weeks before I decided that I um, wanted to go to Mexico, I, Colombia just kept coming on my radar and coming into my heart. So I decided, you know, I'm going to go to Colombia instead. So I've been here about a week and a half and I'm absolutely in love with this place. Nice. And I guess like what really inspired your passion for travel? Like what made you get into this content creation world for travel? Um, I think it started honestly as a kid. I grew up um, just traveling every summer. My, my, I grew up with a single mom. And she was a nurse. And so in the summers, I would go with my grandma and all my cousins would go on like a, a country, uh, a cross country road trip. And it was just like such a highlight of my summer. And we always went to national parks and just explored the states. And I also moved a lot with my household. So from, I think, fourth grade to 11th grade, I went to a new school every single year, sometimes two schools in a year. Um, we, I lived in North Carolina and D.C., um, my family's in South Dakota, Nebraska, so I spent a lot of time there and then ended up in Denver. And so travel just, it was kind of just the way of life. Like every summer we had to travel. And then when I turned 18, my mom, basically her thing was, if you graduate with no kids and you graduate high school, I'll take you anywhere that you want to go. And so I did that and um, I ended up going to Jamaica. And it was kind of after a uh, a pretty traumatic time for me. I had just like survived a suicide attempt. 
and I'm pretty serious one. And so when I landed in Jamaica, it like just changed my whole world and made me realize that my problems were so small. <laughs> my little 18 year old high school problems were so small and that there was so much world to explore. And ever since I landed in Jamaica, um, at 18, I just, the travel bug bit me and I haven't looked back since. Well, we love to hear that travel really like saved your life. And I'm so happy you made it out of that like situation. And it's great to see like where you are now. And like, you literally have been all over the world at this point <laughs> since that first Jamaica trip. So um, you already told us why you were in Colombia, but I've never been to Colombia. Like what is like, what's the thing to do there? Like what, like what makes it so amazing to visit? For me, um, Honestly, I just saw like two YouTubers uh, in Colombia and I wanted to be their friend. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to Colombia to meet these two girls. Um, and they ended up leaving like right when I arrived. So that was a bummer. But um, being here, I'm in Medellin and it's the second largest city in Colombia. And it feels like kind of like a jungle with a city built into it. So it's so green, so many trees, like beautiful tropical birds. Um, but it's still like very developed, a lot of in infrastructure. Um, but for me, the most like surprising thing that I have found is just how ethnic ethnically diverse it is. Um, I was not, I've never, I've been to, I think 16 countries and I have never felt like I blended in so much. Um, there's all kinds, like the Afro-Colombian population is very large here. So you see people who are Latina, who look white, who look black, who look African. Um, it's just so diverse. So for me, that is definitely like the richest part is just the culture and um, the diversity of the people. And as far as what people come here for, I'm still, I think the history, honestly, this, this place was how it was plagued by violence and corruption just like 10, 15 years ago with um, the guerrilla group and um, Pablo Escobar and all that. And so to see this place like thriving um, and I don't know, they're just so resilient. So I think that's like probably one of the main attractions is learning the history and just seeing how it's, you know, survived through all of that. Yeah, definitely. And then like we talked a lot about culture. I wonder, have you experienced any major culture shocks since being there? Are certain things like really surprising, whether it's food or just like how people act or anything like that? I was, I think as far as food, um, I was like pretty disappointed. <laughs> I, I've only been in one place so far. So I, I know when I go to the coast, I'll be able to eat more, but I, I only eat fish. Um, so it's definitely not the best place for a vegetarian or pescatarian because there's a lot of meat and cheese and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I just kind of was disappointed with the food. I was really, I love food. I'm such a foodie. So that part was a little disappointing. Um, but as far as culture shock, honestly, I feel like this is the place that I've like had the most seamless transition. Um, I feel like, yeah, just how I blend right in. And also I studied Spanish in high school. So the language is pretty familiar to me. I'm not anywhere near fluent, um, but it's easy to pick up what's going on around me. Um, and yeah, it just it definitely still feels very like like a Western part of the world. Yeah, I definitely understand that food thing. I recently came back from a trip to Puerto Rico and I just wasn't as impressed as I thought I was going to be. I don't know. Like yeah. I feel like I have friends here that are Puerto Rican that can make me better food than the trip I went yeah. on. 
Um, I feel that so, I was in Puerto Rico in the summer and I felt the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, so that's always a big, I guess, culture shock that the food isn't as great as you thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, so you're on this trip pretty much just like yourself, right? Or were you able to find like a group or something? Um, yeah, so I came here solo and okay. I've been, yeah, I've been solo about a week, but I did just make like my first like, couple friends. So I've been hanging out with them pretty much every day. And I'm actually about to move out of my Airbnb into a nomad house. Um, so I'll be living okay, with other people that? pretty soon. Um, so here it's a pretty common thing. It's, it's kind of like a hostel, except you have your own room and um, it, they really focus on like digital nomad and co-working. So where I'm going, there's lots of co-working spaces, um, like private rooms to have meetings in, but it's really just a, to a place for community for entrepreneurs or digital nomads when they're traveling solo. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I need to look into that. Like, I wonder, is it just like a big thing in Colombia or is it all over? I'm, I'm not sure. I've never really seen it other than here. Yeah, this is the first time. And it was like, my room's going to be 11 bucks a night. I get my own room, my own bathroom, and then get to be in community so I'm a little nervous about it but also excited yeah no it, don't, it sounds exciting do you get your own bathroom or is that shared yeah you get your own okay. bathroom at least in the one that oh. I'm doing that was kind of important to me <laughs> yeah yeah no that sounds really nice um yeah I'm gonna look into that <laughs> yeah definitely so we also talked about I guess race and being like how there's a lot of like Afro-Latino and like different cultures in and ethnicities in Colombia but I want to hear more about your experience like being black and American in other places as well like do you feel like being black has really impacted any of your travel experiences at all um I think it has I remember in good and negative ways I remember when I was in Serbia I went to Serbia with my brother and my grandma and um my my brother a long time ago fell in love with this girl and in high school and she was Serbian and he ended up learning the language and like really embraced the culture. And so I had a very unique experience because we really got to live like a local. But I remember there was a time when I was in a taxi and I don't know if it was because I was black or more so because I was American. But once he, the man found out we were from America, he stopped his taxi and was like, get out, get out. I don't want you in my, my taxi because your country bombed my country. And um, we're like, you know, we're sorry about that, but we didn't do that. Like we had not, we personally had nothing to do with it. And, um, but he like was refusing. He, he kicked us out of his taxi. He didn't want our money. Um, so that was an interesting experience. And then I think like being, when I was in Thailand, um, I remember I had this conversation with this man and in Thailand, it was, I was lived there last year, right at the start of the pandemic. And I was there for about six months. And um, a lot of people ask me, what, do they really kill you in America? Like, do they really, is that really common? Do the police really shoot people who look like you? That was a, such a common question that we got. And I remember sitting down with this one man and um, it was like a pretty brown skin Thai man and he had locks um, that were like wrapped up on top of his head. And he said to me and my partner, he was like, you know, it's so crazy. Um, because look at us, he's like, we're the same. The only thing that's different is that you were born in the US and I was born in Thailand, but we're both black. And I really just, that struck me. And I've always carried that with me that when I travel the world, every country that I go, I see, even if they're not called black people, they look like black people, you know, the same kinky hair, the same brown skin. So overall, I feel like 
my skin has connected me to it just makes me see how small the world actually is and how we all really are connected yeah that's definitely true there are black people everywhere and I feel like sometimes like people don't think that like they're like I don't want to go to that country like who's there like what black people are there but there's really black people everywhere like everywhere I've been I found (laughs) at least a couple yes exactly and also being black I think especially when you're a black American and you I remember when I was in Thailand I was sitting at this coffee shop with my partner and we're just eating and this this black girl comes up and she's like I need to sit with (laughs) y'all she's like I haven't (laughs) seen one of us in in two weeks or something and then we ended up (laughs) talking and walked around and spent the day together so I think it also is like it's an open invitation to other black Mm -hmm. Americans when they see you for sure for sure so you obviously are traveling a lot so where can we follow your travel story where can the audience see more of your trip in Colombia and other so right now I'm really focused on my YouTube and my Instagram and they're both Lamaria Amina so just L-A-M-A-R-I-A and then A-M-I-N-I-A-A. Yeah, I, I share um, a lot of like my daily life on my Instagram. And then I try to do like more um, videos about like just resources for others on my YouTube channel. Yeah, definitely. And I'll link both of those in the show notes so y'all can easily find it and see more of her story. I definitely want to see more of Columbia because I haven't been and I feel like I need to go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. It's, uh, so far, it's in one of my top, like, five, I recommend. Oh, nice. Do you have any upcoming travel plans? Are you going to be, like, going around, like, Cartagena and, like, all, like different cities in Colombia? Or are you going to leave the country and go other places? I'm still kind of deciding. I really do want to get to Cartagena and get to Palenque, just because those are the two, um, a village and a city that, that were, or, sorry, Cartagena is the first major city in the Americas that was free for slaves. So I really want to get to um, Cartagena and Palenque, which is also known as Little Africa, just to learn more about the diaspora and the slave trade and all that. Um, and then I don't know after that. Every day I'm like, I'm a little homesick. And then um, the next day I'm like, I could stay here forever. So it's definitely up in the air. We'll see. Yeah, I get that. Um, but yeah, I look forward to seeing all those stories in the future <laughs> uh, and then I, I guess we're wrapping up so I'm gonna go into my last question and it's the question we ask in every interview and it's why do you think black women should travel I love this question I think I think it's so important for black women to travel to just your point of reference expands so much and I think there's so there's such a limited story for black women in the U.S. and once you travel and you see Black women in Tanzania and Black women in Egypt and Black women in Thailand. It's just, I feel like the possibilities for me are now like limitless. I can do anything. I can be whoever I want to be. And I don't just have this single story that is pushed onto me like a lot of times is in the U.S. And also just for other, I mean, when you travel, I mean, this whole time I'm saying I see Black women, but it's very few and far between when you see a Black American woman. So just the more of us that are out there traveling the world, like it just inspires us to get out and see that we deserve to see this world too. And it, it belongs to us just as much as black person. Yes. And I hope when I go on my next trip, I'll see more black women out there too. Like I love everyone's response to the question because I hope y'all take it to, like their advice. Like we want to see more black women out there and like mm-hmm. on every trip we go on. But thank you so much, Lamaria. 
for doing the interview i love your travel story and i can't wait to see more from you let us know if you go anywhere else because it sounds like you'd be all over the world (laughs) (laughs) thank you janelle for having me